Unit 4, Producing Learning Resource Using Technology Tools. So we're now in a software review and selection process. In the early 1980s, relatively inexpensive microcomputer came on the market. Educational software was limited, and what little there was consisted mostly of drill and practice electronic worksheets. So most of the educational software before focuses on exercises. Before, teachers select softwares from catalogs, choosing almost any software that remotely touched on the subjects they were teaching. Often, they were disappointed when the software arrived, maybe because some are not user-friendly, bad layouts, doesn't meet their objectives, and other issues. Almost 15 years later, microcomputers or known as personal computers in schools are no longer a novelty but contribute significantly in the learning process and a software selection is taken as seriously as a selection of a textbook. So there are seven steps in responsible software selection. Step one is analyze needs. As a teacher or a material selection committee, it is our responsibility to determine the needs in our school or classroom. Do we really need to have a computer for us to achieve the instructional goals and objectives? Well, there is always the possibility that a careful needs analysis will result in a decision to use some other teaching learning strategy. A need is a difference between where we are now and where we would like to be, is another way of defining a goal. An objective describes where we would like to be in more specific terms. Objectives must include conditions under which the desired behavior will be demonstrated and the criteria for measuring that behavior. Educational objectives help us respond to needs by breaking them down into attainable steps, making it, it easier to get from where we are now to where we would like to be. The educational objective mentioned earlier is a terminal objective must be broken down into a series of enabling objectives. Enabling objectives identify specifically what behavior we would like the students to demonstrate. For each enabling objective, the teacher or the material selection committee should brainstorm alternative learning methods for achieving that objective or direct student-teacher interaction, self-instruction workbook, videotapes, computer-assisted instructions, and a lot of more. After considering the benefits and constraints of each learning method, the teacher or the material selection committee should be able to make an informed decision about which medium or combination of media will satisfy the identified needs, goals, and objectives. In step two, it specify requirements. If a careful needs analysis determines that computer-assisted instruction is one of the methods that will be used to meet identified instructional objectives, the teacher or the material selection committee should then specify the requirements for the computer software for us to know the features. Fact
ask stores to consider and specify requirements for software includes compatibility with available hardware. That's very important. The cost. Well, in cost, will the school need multiple copies of the software? Will a site license be necessary? Another thing is the user friendliness, the level of interaction desired, adequacy of documentation, access to technical support via toll free number. That's very important because if there are some problems, there is a technical support that we can call. And of course, direct relation with the instructional objectives and curriculum requirements identified in the needs and an needs analysis. Based on Ellsworth and Headley in 1993, suggest that educators should apply the following criteria within the context of their objectives and the students' needs, like the content, the instructional presentation, demands placed on the learner, technical features, and the documentation and management features. In step three, is identify promising software so the teacher or the material selection committee will have a good head start when it comes to identifying promising software if requirements are specified in detail there are many ways to identify promising software and the responsible selector should use as many of them as possible catalogs still remain an important source for description of software most district-level educational communications or media centers are on catalogs mailing lists from virtually all software producers and wholesalers. Software is advertised, described, and often reviewed in magazines and journals found in schools, universities, and public libraries. The same way when we choose an app in Play Store. We usually check on the reviews before installing the app for us to know if it is a good app. For computer softwares, we can check or ask for reviews by joining listservs. Well, in man, uh, many listservs are, uh, are on archive or the Ask Eric Virtual Library Gooper. And step four, read relevant reviews. After a list of promising software has been identified by the teacher or the material selection committee, may be able to narrow or expand the list by reading the relevant software reviews. It is very important to realize, however, that reading reviews should not take the place of reviewing. That will be discussed in step 5. Software reviews may be found in educational journals, some of which may be identified by searching the ERIC database using appropriate descriptors, example, like uh, the software, the selection, evaluation, elementary, or secondary. So remember to keep step one. Remember, what is step one? Is analyze needs, and step two is specify requirements. You need to remember that one. So, it is also important to note that the audience upon which the review, review is based. A software program may be have received a poor review because it was tested with a different audience than the one you have in mind. Reviews are important screening tools when used as part of the entire selection process. 
The next step is step five, review software. The most effective way to judge whether software is appropriate or not is to observe students as they interact with the program. Are the educational objectives achieved when a student uses the program? The responsible teacher should not purchase software without previewing it with his or her own students. Preview as many programs as you can find that appear to meet your selection criteria. Some software vendors will allow free preview of an entire program. Notice there are some free trial or trial version rather. Some vendors will provide a free demonstration disk containing a subset of a larger program. Some vendors will not allow preview without a purchase order, but it will allow the teacher to return the program within a specified time limit with no financial obligation. In some situations, as a teacher may be able to borrow a program from another teacher for preview purposes, you can also do that. As a general rule, if there is no way to preview software with your own students, avoid that software. In step six is make recommendations. After potential software has been previewed, it is time to make recommendations for purchase. This responsible software selector should be able to select the most desirable software after a systematic evaluation of all alternatives in terms of educational objectives and constraints. Another is establish a quantitative method for rating each alternative against the selection criteria established in step two. Then another is Evaluate the, re the relative importance of each selection criteria. Examples like previewing should probably be rated relatively high in importance and create a written record outlining the reasons why a piece of software is recommended or not recommended for purchase. For software that is recommended for purchase, Teachers should include suggestions for optimal use that might have become apparent during the preview period. The last step is step 7. Well, get post-use feedback. After software is purchased and used with students, it is important for the teacher to determine the conformance and discrepancy between all of the enabling objectives specified in step 1 and a student's performance actually obtained using the chosen computer software. The teacher should keep records on the relative extent to which each objective is met or not met. Objectives not met may be addressed by some other software program or by another teaching or learning method. Post-use feedback can be a significant help to a school's systematic process of software selection purchase and use. The accumulation of user feedback, including anecdotal experience on the part of both the teachers and the students, will naturally serve to improve future needs analysis, like in step one, and all succeeding steps in constantly improving software selection process. So these are the seven steps will serve as a guide and help us sel to select the most appropriate software for all our students.